Podcast episode 335. I'm your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. And as I sit here recording this, this very moment, it is raining its fucking ass off, which I kind of like because normally at this time of year, there's two things going on in my brain. One, I know summer is ending, and that always makes me sad. More on that in a minute. But secondly, I'm worried that the state is on fire, which It frequently is during this time of year because it's so fucking dry here that it just turns the state into a tinderbox. But with the amount of rain that we've had, the amount of monsoons that we've had, it's been a lovely, lovely summer. Now, granted, I will give you this. It has done like it always does, which is like reach above 90 degrees for however many days in a row. But to me... I haven't felt it as much this year as I have in years past because it's been cooler at night. It's rained a little bit more, and that's just been an absolutely lovely summer. And I say that as someone who has been sick for a good chunk of this summer. At some point during summer camps, my girls got a cough that they brought home. They were over it in like a day or two days. It's three fucking months later. I'm still dealing with it. I still have it a little bit, so if I cough in the middle of this, I'm talking about it, I can feel it coming. Please forgive me. Whatever. I don't edit these things. I don't clean them up. This is how it will be. Whatever. So, the summer has been a little bit of a down note because of that. It also was helping me not sleep well. And sleeping in the summer is challenging. Because the sun gets up at the butt crack of fucking dawn, which I realize is ridiculous because dawn is the sun. This should be followed by a huge bong rip. But the sun rises much, much earlier, which on one hand I love, on the other hand makes sleep a little bit challenging. Particularly because my kids wake up with the goddamn sun. They're up and ready to go, downstairs watching shows, eating breakfast. Grace sometimes comes out already dressed, which is amazing, at 6.15 in the morning. That's as late as we could negotiate her coming out of her room. We have one of those okay-to-wake clocks. 6.15 is when it's set for. Holy shit, child. But it's not all bad. She comes downstairs. She usually beats Sloane, and we watch The Simpsons and stuff. It's terrific. She gets annoyed by me doing the voices. Sometimes she's amazed. Sometimes she's annoyed. It's fun. Uh, Particularly if I rip this off of all fantasy everything, but if you say tachos, which are like nachos, but you replace chips with tater tots, you say it like Snake from The Simpsons, tachos. Like, that's just, that's a hoot, man. It's good times. I've started with the things that I don't like so much about summer. But it was Sloan's birthday. We were all sitting on the back patio. Parents are sitting around having drinks. The kids are in the backyard on the slip and slide. And I was talking about my favorite season. And someone asked me, what is it you love about summer? And I go, man, what don't I love about summer? I fucking love everything about summer. My least favorite item of clothing that I'm forced to wear, and only in the winter pretty much, is socks. I fucking hate wearing socks. Socks are the bane of my existence. They're just 
constricting and like they pull on my leg hair and like my little toesies feel like they're confined. And no, I just want them free. Like, please don't make me wear socks. And in the summer, I rarely ever have to wear socks. I wear them to the gym, which I just got back from as well. But that's about it. Other than that, it's sandals, it's flip-flops. I'm walking around barefoot all the time. I'm like some unwashed fucking hippie. It's great. It's phenomenal. Secondly, I love wearing as little clothing as possible. I'm not like some weirdo nudist or, you know, like some naturalist. But, like, I hate wearing layers. I just want to wear shorts and a t-shirt and some flip-flops. I'm at my happiest. Like, that is the minimum amount of clothing possible. And it's only possible in the summer. It's just, you feel free. You know? And I hate it when I get hot in the wintertime. Because it's like, oh, I'll just take one of these things off. And then, all of a sudden, you're freezing again. So you have to put that back on. And it's like this dance that you do. With malaria. It's like you have fucking malaria. Like your body temperature can't regulate itself properly. In the summer, yeah, it gets hot, but like eventually you just sort of get used to it, particularly here in Colorado where it's dry. I mean, I I don't know if summer would be my favorite season if I lived somewhere else where it's just like oppressively humid. Like, my God, when, when I lived in Texas, summers there are just torturous. You know, like the... The asphalt melts or like the tar on the road melts. It's disgusting. Um, you step outside, you're, uh, you're already just caked in sweat. It's horrifying. Here in Colorado, yeah, it's hot, but it's dry. Uh, my friend Marcelo, who I follow on Twitter, says like every day, at least it's a dry heat. He's, he's doing some weird like avant-garde performance comedy like all the time with a, just another pandemic Monday and at least it's a dry heat. He's posting this shit like every day. It's weird. If you want to follow him on Twitter, it's at uh, guy incognito. So it's a nice Simpsons reference too. So shout out to you, Marcelo, if you're listening. Um, secondly, or thirdly, what number am I on? What do I fucking love about summer? At any given time, half my clients are on vacation. And that is just delightful. The workload is less. People seem less stressed. There's less to do. There's less worry. There's like, you know what? We'll tackle this in the fall. And I have a friend I used to work with. His name is Randy Hildreth, who referred to fall as harvest season. And I wish I could unknow that because fall is harvest season. It's when everything happens. The kids go back to school and all of a sudden everyone's back from vacation. They're ready to work. They got to close out the year. They got to get deliverables out the door so that at their year end report, They have stuff to show for it after slacking off all summer. So the summer is beautiful work-wise. Like, I have projects, I have shit to do, but you know what? Maybe one day in the middle of the week, I go to Waterworld, right? Which I did by myself. I'm just this grown-ass man going around Waterworld by myself. You could read about that on the John of All Trades blog, which was one of the more fun things to write because, quite frankly, it was one of the more fun things to do. That brings me to another point. Waterworld is only open in the summer. And, I mean, necessarily so. You you imagine trying to go to Waterworld in November? That's like, that's lunacy. But when Waterworld opens, I go, yes, okay, it's time. We're here. It's the heat. It's, It's water slides. It's two of my favorite things, being in the water and going fast. I just, I love Waterworld so much, and it only exists in the summer. It's like that beautiful unicorn. It's kind of like baseball in that way. I know baseball's in the spring and the fall, too, but baseball's a summer sport. 
baseball has that psychological satisfaction of being the only major sport. I mean, not if you count MLS, I guess, which I sort of do and sort of don't. But of being the only sport that's contained within a single calendar year. Right? So when you refer to the 2016 Chicago Cubs, you know exactly what you're talking about. When you talk about the 2016 Denver Broncos, what are you talking about, right? Are you talking about that was the year they won the Super Bowl? Or are you talking about the disappointing year after that when Peyton Manning retired? And who was our quarterback? Trevor Simeon? So those were technically 2016 Broncos as well. Who are you referring to? I'm getting off track with this. But I love the smell of fresh cut grass. We're getting deep into cornball territory here, by the way. I love fresh cut grass. I love how it stays light real late. I love eating outside. You know, I love just being outside. Here's the thing. We live on a great street in a great neighborhood where people are out walking their dogs constantly. And this is true no matter what the season is. But here's our nightly ritual, our nightly routine. We usually eat dinner pretty early. We're wrapped up by 6 or 6.15. We eat like fucking old people. It's, I actually really like it. But, you know, the girls, they, they get home from camp. And I don't know if, if you have young kids. But it seems like every parent I talk to when I say this, like, nods their head. My kids seem to need snacks every 35 goddamn minutes. It's like, how are you this hungry constantly? And then I'm like, well, you know what? I didn't grow, like, this many feet in this. I haven't grown in forever. I have no idea what that's like or what kind of fuel that requires. But they just fucking need food. So we have to eat early to get it out of the way. So they shut up about it for the rest of the night. But so we eat dinner. And then, like, every night, they're like, can we ride bikes or can we ride our scooters? And we just go outside in our driveway, in our front yard, and, you know, maybe maybe I'm having a cocktail. Maybe it's just a LaCroix. Maybe it's just a nice, tall, cold glass of ice water. But they just play, and they make up games like it's some fucking episode of Bluey. You know, that like, they're, like, trying to sell me fake ice cream and stuff. So I order this with all these weird toppings and stuff. Or they're drawing with chalk or they're playing with birdie or, you know, if it's hot, we're spraying the dog with the hose, which is always hilarious. But here's the other thing. People are walking by and we get to know our neighbors better. That's how we got to know our new friends, Zach and Mickey. They live down just a half a block from us and they would walk by with their little dog, Rolo, who's an old English bulldog playing with our Bernese mountain dog. These two dogs are best friends and they will just wrestle and play and chew on each other. While we stand and get to know each other, and they're terribly fascinating people. I adore them both. We had them at our beer pong tournament. And then, while we're standing there, Dennis and Tina from down the block, they come down, and they start chatting with us, too. It's just this impromptu neighborhood meetup where we're building connections with our neighbors. I absolutely adore that. And I know that sounds hokey and cornball and, like, 100% dad-ish. I don't care. Like, summer takes the cynicism out of me. Winter, wow. I get bitter and sarcastic and pissy. That's probably going to help because we put in a hot tub. And I will say putting in a hot tub in August is not the best time to put in a hot tub because it's like, okay, you're in this, you know, boiling vat of water, essentially. And you're like, boy, I'm hot. I'm going to get out of the water for a minute. You get out and the air temperature is really not that different. And you're like, oh, well, okay, I guess I'm just going to sous vide myself here. While I I don't know exactly what I'm doing, but we have this new hot tub, so we have to get in it. But I suspect the winter will be a little bit better now that we have this hot tub. That's why we got it. I mean, for real. 
But in the summertime, just the act of being outside, looking at the big, beautiful blue sky, when the sun is high in it, when the sun sets late over our neighbor's house, and they have this gigantic tree that casts a shadow into our yard so it's not so hot in our yard, and we can just be out there and enjoy ourselves and live our lives. There's something romantic about it. There's something like Norman Rockwell Americana about it that I absolutely adore. And so, yeah, summer gets me pretty moony. And I think I'll chalk it up to this. When I was a kid, my dad tells this story a lot. But there was, like, he'd built up all this PTO, and he was a road warrior when I was growing up for a good chunk of it. He would be on the road constantly. And he had all this PTO built up, so he just took the entire summer off. I don't know how his company let him get away with this, but, yeah, for, like, two months, he would go in for, like, half a day once a week to go open his mail. Which, by the way, how hilarious is that? That's a sign of the 80s where you have to go in and open actual physical mail that comes on, like, dead tree paper, right? Instead of just having everything on your phone, which now that I am talking this out loud, that actually sounds nice compared to the constant inundation of information that I get every single second of every single fucking day. But what we would do is as soon as the pool opened, he would just take me to the pool that we belong to and we'd hang out there all day. He'd pack a lunch, he'd pack a couple of beers for himself, some snacks. And my friends would come and go. You know, I'd, I'd go swimming. I'd play tennis. There's a playground there. Sometimes we'd play, like, pickup touch football. There was a basketball hoop. I just spent all day in the sun, in the pool, with my dad. My mom would come sometimes. My friends were all there. And I just, when I think back on my childhood, that's what I think back on most. Like that, some of my fondest memories were going to Applewood Athletic Club and just being there. You know, like, no TV, no video games. I did that at night and stuff. It was fine. But And I was on swim team, too, so, like, my whole life revolved around the pool. And I don't get to go to the pool as much as I used to. But what we're doing now with my kids who are now 6 and 7 and just being outside as much as we can while they ride their bikes around the block. They, they always ask us, like, hey, can I go around the block? And that was a privilege they had to earn and earn our trust because it's like, boy, that's you, – when you're a parent, you kind of go, like, I'm going to be a cool parent, right? I'm not going to be one of these dipshit Frady Cat parents or, you know, one of these ones who watches, like, Dateline NBC every second of every day and I'm worried about everything, like uh, – what uh, what Paul Rudd accuses Leslie Mann of being and knocked up. And you go, you know, I'm going to give them their freedom like I had. But then when it comes time to do it, man, the calculus is just a little different. And it's easy to get spooked. So anyway, they go around the block. Now we help them cross the street. They can go around the other block too. But it makes me feel really, really good because they don't get their iPads very often, right? They don't get their tablets. They're not dialed in to a screen that's like six inches in front of their face. No, we're just outside playing make-believe and riding bikes and enjoying the weather and enjoying each other's company. Dude, you can't do that in the wintertime, at least not to the extent that you can in the summer because simply not as many people are out. It's cold. It's gray. It's shitty. It might be snowing. I don't know. And so here we are in August, and we're coming up on my birthday, and my birthday is August 28th. This is the time of year when school starts. 
And I, I was always good at school. I never minded school, but I was always sad to go back because I knew that summer was over. The girls start school next week, and I'm excited for them. It's nice as a parent to have more structure, too. Instead of, my God, paying out the ass for day camps, number one. Number two, your days are a little bit more unstructured, which is why, probably, everyone is a lot less busy business-wise because you got to deal with all your damn wiener kids and their fucked-up schedules doing all sorts of weirdo camps. But... I mean, once you get back in school, I know, okay, we're back in our normal grind. Summer's a reset. Summer is downtime. Summer's beauty. Summer is art, if you get right down to it. The fall, the winter, and the spring, that's business, man. That's all business, because you're firmly in your routines at that point. Summer's when you blow it all the fuck up. You have the whole rest of the year... To experience not summer, you have three magical months when your priorities are just different. And they're more fun and they're more lighthearted. Now, this may not be true of everyone. I recognize I come from a place of privilege. I'm in a place where I can actually appreciate these things and I'm not constantly grinding. Nor am I working outside, right? If you're like a construction worker or, you know, you're paving streets or something, summer's got to be just pure hot garbage and torture, So I recognize that this is coming from a place of privilege. And I'm okay with that because everyone runs their own race. This is me talking. This is what I like. But I suspect there are those of you out there who feel the same way. And so my birthday rolls around, and I'm always excited for it. Last year, I spent my 40th birthday in Portland with a couple of friends and my wife. And seriously, the day of my 40th birthday is one of the greatest days of my entire life because we woke up. And I don't think the day could have unfolded any more perfectly, except for everyone bitching about having to ride scooters through Portland. Whatever. That was just a minor headache and probably a minor miscalculation on my part, too. I own that. I accept that. That's fine. But it's because my birthday happens in the summer. And Sloane's birthday's in July. And I think she feels weird about it because she doesn't get to celebrate it at school. And that's kind of tough, you know, like your friends are all elsewhere and you don't get to see your regular friends every day. But I think the older she gets, the more she'll appreciate it because, you know, she can choose to go to Waterworld or she can choose to have it at a pool or do anything outside. She could go to a Rockies game. Whereas, you know, other times a year, you're more locked into indoor types of activities and granted that can be fun i feel like eugene levy here in american pipe it can be fun but it's not a game but like just you don't have the options available to you that you do in the summer so it's the time of year when i get just a little bit melancholy and a little bit introspective because it's one of those goddamn between times right where it's still summer it's still warm And I brought up the rain just because I can feel this heat breaking. And I know everyone gets sick of the heat. And by the way, I think the people who who hate summer most are the ones who can't cool themselves off. So people who are perhaps struggling with weight. (laughs) Um, If that's you, whatever. That's not personally directed at you. But if you bitch about summer, you're probably carrying too much poundage. 
So it's still warm. The days are starting to get shorter, just a little bit noticeably. You know, the sun isn't setting after 8 o'clock anymore. And I know that when that heat goes, it's just going to feel different. I know that when I drive them to school one day, I'm going to feel a cold wind. And that portends bad things for my mental health and for my outlook. Because I know what follows is a lot of cold and a lot of snow and a lot of wind. And I don't love those things. Now, if you're a skier or a snowboarder, fuck, like your entire calculus is different. And I grant you that. I've done most of my skiing. I'm pretty well set on the skiing front. I like it. I haven't gone in over a decade. But truthfully, growing up here, I went more times before I was 18 than probably most people will ski in their entire lives. And so I feel good about my skiing quotient. So with that said, give me more summer and less winter. But I love Colorado too much. And so this is where I'm torn. I just, too many feelings come pouring in at once about this. About this. And so this year, I've worked really hard, even though I wasn't feeling well for much of the summer. I'm like, did I do the things that I wanted to do? And I go, okay. So we went to Coors Field. We caught the Rockies. I went to Waterworld. I've played some golf. We had our beer pong tournament. We're having our Kenny Loggers party coming up. That one's fun. Kenny Loggers, where you uh, dress in your best yacht wear, and you drink Loggers, Pilsners, white wine, and rosé is okay, too. And uh, you listen to Yacht Rock. So, you know, Christopher Cross and uh, fucking Billy Ocean and the man himself that is named after Kenny Loggins. You get all that stuff, and you listen to it, and you have a great time, and you pretend to be, you know, just... <laughs> I don't know if it's ironic for some of our guests... But it is for me, just affecting this persona of being someone who wears white and, you know, just gossips about uh, rich people shit while we listen to this awful music that is really, really fun to listen to. You know, listening to that weird way Billy Ocean sings uh, Caribbean Queen, where he's like, Caribbean Queen. It's all great. It's all affectation. You know, did I hang out outside? And I feel good about all of that because I recently recorded a podcast for one of my clients. It's Dr. Cheryl Ziegler, who does Dr. Cheryl's Podcouch. And this episode actually goes up as I record this, but it's about maximizing your time. And she said this, I wish I didn't hear it, but now I can't unhear it. You only have so many of these in you. And she was talking about doing these coffee, these like weekly coffee dates with her daughter. And they look forward to it. And, you know, they, they talk about life and the world and what's going on and all that. And, you know, at a certain point, her daughter's not going to want to do that. She's going to want to go have coffee with her friends. And by the way, this is a little kid just drinking hot chocolate. But she started thinking, she's like, you know, I only have 39% of these left or whatever number it was. You know, before she, she goes off to college or gets into high... I can't remember exactly how she quantified it. But I go, oh, shit. You just, like, turned over the hourglass on yourself. And once I understood that as a concept, I'm like, shit, these girls aren't going to be little kids for long. I got to make the most of these summers. Because summer with kids, man, what a beautiful, beautiful experience. Just... 
And, uh, you know, winter has its moments, too, like going sledding and stuff and, you know, making them hot chocolate. But as we've established over the last 23 minutes, I love the summer too much, and I know that it won't last forever. And when we get to this time of year, it's just a reminder that it won't last forever. So I had to get these thoughts down and just make sure I preserve them for the record for myself. Because there are times where it's easy to get cynical about anything or about everything in my case. And this is a nice reminder that things are good. And as far as I'm concerned, my business has never been stronger. Things are going exceptionally well, knock on wood. I've got a great pipeline. I love the people I work with. I love the projects I'm doing. I love what I have on the horizon. And that is just such a gift compared to where I've been, particularly in 19, which was one of the worst years of my life, 20, which was the pandemic, 21, which is sort of call that, uh, you know, pandemic after party. And now 22 has been just terrific and full of blessings. And on that note, it's kind of funny because I don't know if you've noticed this or not, if you're paying as close attention to my show as I am, probably not. But my trickle of guests has slowed down quite a bit. And there are a few reasons for that I want to get into. One, sometimes that's just the way it works when you're trying to book people. You can't get their schedules to align. It might be a byproduct of the summer. I don't know. But I've been having a hard time getting people nailed down. So that's one. Two, my attention has been diverted quite a bit. Um, By new work, yes. But by number three, I'm getting ready to launch a new show. And we are getting ever closer to it. And it's so exciting. And it's with two guys. And I'll just say it right here. Because this is the first time I've actually said it uh, in a public forum. But I'm getting ready to do a project with Kevin and Art from Discussion Combustion. And we're working with a network, a podcast network. And I love this concept, and I promise I will say more about it soon. But we've been building this in the background. We're getting ready to launch. We think it's going to go in September. And it's just really, really exciting. It's a different type of thing than this show. This show will still exist. It may not be as frequent as it once was, but that's okay. I love this format too much to completely abandon it. But I got something new I'm working on, and I can't wait to share it with you. And so that's another reason for the solo episode. One, I just had to get some thoughts down about summer. I fucking love this season, and I'm sad that it's over. But you know what? I'm glad that it happened. So, you know, being philosophical about it, what else can you do? And secondly, I cannot wait to show you what I'm working on. And I can't wait to start doing it, because I think doing it is going to be the most fun part, too. So, anyway, that's my thoughts on summer. Thank you for hanging with me on this solo episode where I go stream of consciousness. Just very circuitous. I've already forgotten much of what I said, but I hope you took something away from it. And it's because of you that I do this show. I will occasionally get nice notes from you that say... You know, I love this episode you did with this person. I loved your insight here. I love this thing you wrote about Waterworld, whatever it is. Man, that shit is life-affirming. And if it's me, if it's someone else, whoever, anyone who's making work that you respect, that you admire, that has touched you, that you just like, fucking tell them. 
Like literally just drop him a note and be like, I really like this thing you made or this thing you did or this thing you said. We don't collectively hear that enough. Now, I feel like I get I get a pretty good clip of it because I've worked really hard to build this show. But say that to authors and writers and artists and musicians, fucking whoever. Just tell them that you like their work and that their work is meaningful to you. And I promise, dude, I, I can't remember which who said this. Um, this is like a famous quote, but um, it goes, I can live off a good compliment for a month. So remember that as you interact with people's art. Just give them a good compliment, man, you'll make them fly high for a month. We'll end on that note. Let's play the outro. The John of All Trades podcast is a production of Deft Communications. Check out Deft on the web. Deft is killing it right now. D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. Training Content Engagement Podcasting. So basically, if you want to communicate more, better, or more effectively, hit me up. If you want to start a podcast, I've got six under my belt right now. I'm about to add a seventh and an eighth. So if you have an idea, I can help you get it on the list. Email me, John. J-O-N at defcom.us, D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. Also check out Four Degrees on the web, the number four, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Anything you're doing online, Four Degrees can help you do it better. Whether you're building a website, doing an email campaign, social media marketing, online advertising, any place you want to communicate online, Four Degrees is going to help you do it in an optimal way. The number four, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Mod podcatchers everywhere, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, wherever you get your pods. I'm there. Leave me a rating. Leave me a review. Those are everything. Those are great currency in showing your affection for the things that you love, especially podcasters. Also on social, J-O-A-T-Pod is the handle. It's Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, and Instagram. Episode previews go up on Mondays. New episodes drop on Wednesdays. I'm out of here for this week. Hoping to bring you a new guest soon. I got some feelers out with a lot of potential guests. And wherever you are, I hope you are happy. I hope you are fulfilled. I hope you're taking care of yourself. I adore you. Thank you for letting me be a part of your life. And until I hear you again, say goodnight, Gracie. Rest in peace, Summer. That's good, Johnny.